This is JFM Podcast. Very good morning to you, and thank you for staying with J one hundred one point nine FM. It is still the breakfast show, the morning J, with me, your morning angel, Zoe Machunga, and uh, today is Tuesday, and it is August 16, twenty twenty two. It's a minute past nine a.m. And uh, this morning, uh, for your listening pleasure, for your educative, entertainment, and informative pleasure, uh, we're bringing to you the State of the Nation 2023 elections addressing voter re- registration controversy. And uh, what is all of this about? Well, we do know um, that we do have a voting pattern. Uh, the presidential election in 2019, of course, set another dimension in the Nigerian political history, uh, because despite the fact that the two major contenders uh, are Muslims, a new scenario emerged in which the APC candidate was identified uh, by religious clerics and so many other things uh, that sometimes make or mar uh, our elections as well. And so much to dig up on this. Of course, INEC has also uh, released a lot of information showing us the top 10 states, uh, showing us uh, the regions also with, with the highest voter registration. But at the end of the day, all of this is nothing uh, if, of course, you do not go, uh, you know, to cast your vote, if you don't make use of that PVC. And um, just like I was saying, the 2019 presidential election uh, was one of the most keenly and closely contested in the history of Nigerian presidential elections, of course, since colonial and post-independence period. Uh, the election was heralded with tensions. We saw accusations, we saw counter-accusations, which, of course, again, were seen playing out uh, at this time. So uh, don't be surprised. Don't be taken aback. And if you can, don't join in. You know, go with the issues. Focus on the issues. Uh, they say people discuss issues and ideas, not uh, people as well. So uh, the intense campaign, the trade of words, blames uh, by ruling parties, major opposition parties, uh, also other related issues. Uh, so this morning we look at analysis, we look at election, we look at politics, uh, we look at voting pattern, the process of choosing leaders in a democratic process where legitimate Change of government is constitutional and allowed. That is election. And election in Nigeria has been taking place actually since 1922. And since that period, election occurred continuously until 1960 uh, when the political uh, independence was gained from Britain. So after political independence, uh, election took place in 1964 where the democratic regime was short-lived because of the bloody military coup in 1979. Nigeria dropped the parliamentary system of government and switched to president presidential system. Uh, they aborted Third Republic in 1991, did not witness a smooth transition until in 1999 when the Fourth Republic emerged and remains uh, the longest democratic transition in the history of the country. Hmm. Well, we'll see how all of this plays out uh, eventually. We have another historical election coming in. But then again, some things have continued uh, to characterize elections in Nigeria. You know, uh, 
And one thing, again, is uh, the major legal documents, which are the 1999 Constitution and uh, now the Electoral Act has amended. And we've seen the Independent uh, National Electoral Commission, INEC, is the agency that is saddled with the responsibility of the conduct of elections and other related matters, such as registration, deregistration of political parties, regulating the conduct and activities of contestants and political parties, and designing uh, regulations for the electorates towards the conduct of the election proper. And of course, uh, INEC has had its challenges uh, through the years. But then again, the history of voting patterns uh, in Nigeria, uh, factors behind voting patterns in Nigeria, politics, electoral process as it is today in Nigeria, you know, a formation of arbitrary uh, interests, you know, uh, till date. Uh, so INEC indeed has released a report uh, letting us know the top 10 states. And uh, like I said yesterday, I'm really glad that Plateau State uh, happens to be among those states. So these are some of the issues we'll be chopping it up on this morning. And also Kenyan presidential election, uh, Ruto. Uh, VP to President Uhuru Kenyatta wins in long-drawn controversial poll. I mean, would you wait six days to get the results? But, well, we have to give uh, applause to Kenyans and we'll say congratulations. As a president, Mohamed Buhari has also congratulated uh, Ruto uh, on this uh, victory. Uh, we've seen also in the news, Yobe North Senatorial Seat versus Laon. Hmm. Well, we'll continue to bring you updates and bring experts. I have with me in the studio uh, Friday Bako, a youth activist and social media influencer, while we wait for Mr. Daniel Yakmut. He's an ICT consultant, social activist, community development advocate as well. Good morning to you, Mr. Friday Bako. Good morning. Nice being here. Good to have you here. You particularly asked me to use Comrade, to refuse, uh, sorry, to remove Comrade from your, from your name, to omit it. But that's how I've known you. Uh, you said it's been abused lately. What's that about? Yeah, actually, um, good morning, Plato State, and good morning, listeners. I, I actually stopped using the name Comrade, but um, it's a popular name, uh, actually because of um, the unruly behaviors of so, some of the comrades around. And the, the reason why the name Comrade is being given to people is not being adhered to today. Mm. It's all about uh, um, real activism, um, speaking the minds of the people, um, the voiceless in the society and making sure that their interest is being protected. But that is not what is being obtainable lately. So I um, personally just refuse. What to do you have to say about honorable then? Um, <laughs> actually, um, some honorable uh, are not supposed to be honorable in the true sense of the word. And, and actually, uh, maybe we need to be calling them by their name just like the Americans do. Um, they just call someone by his name, and, and that is all. Because um, if you look at the tendencies and also the behaviors of some of our honorable, they are not worthy to be called honorables. That's just it. Mm. All right. So um, let's, let's jump into this um, particular. Let's start right here uh, with the, 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 the chart and the data that we've seen uh, from INEC the electoral umpire just lately, five top states with highest registrants. And we're seeing Lagos, Kano, Delta, Kaduna, Rivers. And then uh, we also look at the chat uh, regions by registered voters. We make a comparison between 2019 and 2022. Again, it's looking uh, the same as we have seen in previous years. In fact, it actually hasn't changed it. So it hasn't changed much. Northwest has about 20 million. Uh, that, that is 2019. And then 2022, 
uh, we're seeing uh, an increase there. Southwest, North Central, South, South, Southeast, and all of that, these numbers. You wonder if these are indica indications of um, you know, how the elections will turn out as well, whether we should begin to use this to make projections on how the elections will turn out. But then again, it's one thing to, to go vote, and then it's, sorry, it's one thing to get your PVC, your permanent yeah. voter registration yeah. card, and it's one thing to use it. Yeah. You know, so of course, these numbers we're seeing may not turn out to be, uh, you know, the way we see. But again, the top 10 states, top 10 states, we have Lagos, Kano, Kaduna, Kasina, Rivas, Oyo, Delta, Plateau, Benue, Bauchi. And uh, we have to say congratulations once again. Like I said, I passed by Kufang many times at that INEC office. I saw a lot of people under the rain, under the sun. Honestly, some days I really felt sorry for them. And I wonder many times when we have things like registration, whether it's the NIN, whether it's your MTN that goes bad or you need to renew something. The, the conditions under which we put people, you know, to make uh, things that the government perhaps even asks you to do so difficult unnecessarily difficult i don't know if things have to always be difficult like this in this country but then again registration by region again uh southwest leading southeast uh the, the list goes on and on and on the highest i can see here will be northwest with about 20 million uh followed by southwest again with about 16 million uh north central 13 million Northeast, 11 million. South, South, 12 million. So uh, let, let's begin to analyze this data. What do you think would come out of all of this? Of course, INEC has said that, you know, they will uh, clean up the register, uh, the, reg the, the register once again. So we will probably be seeing something different come out from this. But with this, uh, with what we have at the moment, what projections can you begin to make? All, all right. Uh, the projection I can make um, right now with the data on ground and, and those estimates that we have on ground, I think... Um, it's not far-fetched from the fact that we're beginning to see a level of um, robust engagement, robust participation and involvement in politics by the citizens. And, and that has gone a long way to giving us more confidence in the governance process in the country. So let me say quickly that um, you've mentioned something earlier that it's not about going to get your PVC, it's not about going to, to register, but it's about participating fully in the electoral process, that is, in the voting process. Uh, and then I want to see that those numbers that we are seeing here translate into voting. Because if at the end of the day you're registered, and, but then um, on the election day you don't go out to vote, it is very, very sad. And, and let me say this. I've, I feel so disappointed. I feel so disappointed in certain aspects that, um, as you were saying, you were passing through Kufa and people were being registered. Uh, let me say this. You realize that there are people of about 30 to 40 years that have not been registered before. And then all of a sudden, because of, um, let, 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 let me call it a kind of um, a dramatic change in the political system. It's making people to go out to register. And that is to tell you that those people have been responsible for the bad leadership that we have been having in this country, for them not even getting registered to vote. And, and, and then, but with the projection that we are seeing today, it tells us that there's a whole lot of... Um, renaissance. Exactly. A renaissance going on. reorientation mm. about the political system and also how people need to be involved in the governance process. 
how people need to be involved in the electoral process, especially the voting, mm. which is very important in choosing the leaders that are going to I was just thinking about something you said uh, Friday, Baku. You just said that you blame those who are maybe in their 30s and 40s who haven't voted before. Actually, but at the same time, I would say, how about the number, the teeming number of millions of youths who haven't been voting since? All, all right. They probably uh, contribute more. Exactly. I'm talking about those people that are of uh, that are eligible to vote, mm, and they have been for but years for on end. Years. You know, you can imagine that. I, I have someone, for instance, in my church that is like fifty something years old, and openly told me that he doesn't have a voter's card. You can imagine that. Uh, and then I, I I felt so disappointed because for the past one month now in my in my church, I have been taking. Uh, uh, the School of Champions from um, 7.20 to 8 o'clock. Uh, I, I mean, orientating the people, like mm. sensitizing the people about why mm. they should be registered and why they should involve in What ages are system. these people? What, just as I mentioned, you have some... Cuts across. Yes. Okay, okay. 18, uh, at least, the, to be eligible to vote in Nigeria, you must attend the age of 18. Mm. You know, just as it's been... No, just checking most, in case they are older. Yeah, they're older. <laughs> yeah, there are people that are 50, okay. 55, and some 40. All right. Let, let, let's bring in uh, Mr. Daniel Yakmud, the ICT consultant, social activist, and community development advocate into this conversation. Okay, Mr. Daniel Yakmud, are you looking at the figures, the tables, and the charts? You know, I mean, how do you feel about it? What is your reaction to this? Well, my reaction is, uh, good morning, uh, listeners. My reaction is that, first and foremost, uh, this is an interim data. That's mm. where I want to as an ICT uh, consultant? It. Yes. Uh, because if you publish a data and say there's a cleanup, it tells you that it's going to likely reduce. Hmm. And which I know is going to reduce because there are a lot of... Uh, some people thought this was a new registration. And you, you could be... You can be sure that there's a lot of controversies at some point when the, even the APC candidate, the presidential candidate, said that the, the PVCs people are carrying will expire. So that caused a lot of panic. And some people have to start new registration. So these figures are not actually the real figures. There are double, quite a number of double registration, mm. if I will use that word. So we will expect a reduction in this data when truly, if ANEC has the capacity to, to clean it properly. And to be able to clean it properly, then that means they have to be able to merge the, 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 the bioprints of individuals, that's the only way they can, because you can't, you can't clean it up by names or any other thing. But the bioprints, the fingerprints have been taken, which everyone has a unique uh, fingerprint. Uh, so if there are double fingerprints, wherever you do the registration, it doesn't mean that if I register in JAWS and go to Abuja and register again, it shouldn't be able to match it. It should be able to. So we expect that... Uh, INEC has the sufficient technology to be able to do that cleanup, and we expect them to do that cleanup as soon as possible uh, so that we get the actual voter register uh, very soon. Mm -hmm. So that's my expectation. And of course, uh, if you look at the figures again as, as it has been uh, regionalized in terms of who has uh, registered more, who has not registered more, mm -hmm. well, there are a lot of tunes under that. Uh, uh, if you look at the Northwest, uh, I always yeah, I agree. The Northwest has population, but I don't agree that the real 
vote the people that actually registered have reached the age of registration we have seen where we, we've seen pictures and videos of under age it has been a characteristic of the northwest and the northeast if i will use add to that uh, there seems to sometimes sorry to say this but seems to have their own laws in doing some things uh, sometimes so uh, we, we expect unfortunately uh, if we have Again, it's bringing some of our issues in Nigeria. If we have a clear data match between ANEC registration and possibly NIN, we may be able to dig out on the age itself, a bit of it, but not substantial. Mm. Because even the, the now that NIN is also registering on the age, so it becomes an issue. So, but let's see how it goes with the cleanup. Mm. So, I mean, how do, how do you feel about the figures coming from the North Central especially? Uh, the figures from the North Central, I can tell you that they, they are likely to reflect the true situations on ground. In a bit of my knowledge of uh, the North Central, we tend to try as much as possible to follow what the, the requirements are in terms of law. Uh, so I, I will want to say that you will see changes but not significant if... Uh, if anything, to go by. So, uh, uh, as a comrade has rightly said, uh, there's, there's a rise in, 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 in consciousness to, to see that people register. In my house, I make sure anybody that is 18, except if there's no registration. So, nobody in my house that has exceeded the age of 19 or 20 that has not registered. You must register. Not only must you register, but you must vote. Because I will ensure that you go to vote by giving you all the necessary support to go and do all that needs to be done. Because, as he rightly said, or else you will be culpable to whatever has happened or what is going to happen if you don't do the, the civic duty you are supposed to do. Mm. All right. Talking about, um, I was trying to get this headline this morning that I took where Buhari was saying that um, uh, Nigeria and Niger have a lot in common. Nigeria, Nigeria's boundaries with neighboring countries artificial. Yes, that was uh, coming from the presidency, um, from the president Buhari himself, uh, saying that our boundaries are artificial. And then when you, when you have to juxtapose that, you know, looking ahead to elections and seeing how porous our borders are, especially coming from the northern part of the country, you know, you begin to wonder. And then we've seen all the romance that's been going on between our country and Niger Republic. I mean, if you tell Nigerians that, uh, our, our borders with, with neighboring countries are artificial, saying Nigeria and Re Niger Republic share the same cultural interest. What would Yorubas in the southern parts say about, about uh, uh, Benin Republic, where they have Yorubas speaking there, living there? I mean, there was a time, I think, was it, um, there was this attack in the southwest where the people had to run quickly into Cotonou, and, and the Beninois told them that, you know, that they're their brothers, and they couldn't, because some of them actually, it was an attack, so some of them left naked, some of them were just their rapper, or whatever they had on them, they had to flee their villages when this attack happened in the southwest. I mean, should we be, I mean, is that healthy? I don't know what to make of this particular, and of course, this is coming days after the president, uh, uh, Buhari, supplied 10 Toyota Land Cruisers F SU SUVs to the neighboring Niger Republic, which sparked outrage. Some Nigerians alleging that it was wrong for a country facing unprecedented debt and poverty level to make such a donation. We've seen the rail as well. And for the president himself to come out to say this, I mean, it's um, uh, Professor Ibrahim Gambari, Chief of Staff, CSO to President Mohamed Buhari, who stated Nigeria's affinity with neighboring countries yesterday also described Buhari's foreign policy as concentric. Your thoughts? Okay. 
Let me say something very quickly. And, and, and I think there is nothing wrong in us having a kind of um, sound foreign policies, right? Mm, There's nothing wrong in that bilateral relations with other countries. But believe me, the statement by the president is very unhealthy. Let me say that openly that I, that is not what should be obtainable in the country today. Um, looking at the porousness of our borders, for instance, and approaching the electoral um, elections period to say, uh, and I think we understand the context of this country, right? And you've, you've rightly pointed out the fact that like the Southwest have neighboring countries. But if you look at their relations with those countries, I, I mean their relationship with those countries that are bordering them, the, the, the inflow of people into the country through those borders are not the way we have coming from the southeast, I mean the northeast and the northwest. And that calls for a, a, a kind of a lot of concerns by the fact that we have had in the past the presidency saying the people that are fomenting troubles in this country are not Nigerians. They are foreigners. And then we have our borders that are porous, that we have foreigners coming into this country that doesn't even have the interests of this country at heart, coming into the country to kill people in their villages. That is, that is very, very sad. And let me say this again. And the fact is this, that in Nigeria today, I don't want to make, um, I don't want to make specific uh, mentions, but the fact is that there are people in this country that benefit from lawlessness. Let me say this clearly. The moment we have a, a country that, that the rule of law is fully operational, there are some people that will ease out of business. But they believe that as long as our border is porous, we don't even have a kind of a data bank that we will register people that are Niger the citizens of Nigeria fully for you to know that we these are the number of Nigeria that we have. And, 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 and then if you're coming as a foreigner, for instance, you know the processes that you, that you will take. Okay, you know the processes that you would take before you come into this country. But that is not what is obtainable in Nigeria, and it is very sad. And then I'm, I'm also getting worried because, uh, Mr. Daniel Yakumut, at this point, we're also trying to, to go for census. And with this influx of people coming in uncontrolled, who knows who we will be counting as Nigerians? Yeah, as far as we're concerned, uh, Nigeria has been diluted in terms mm. of the real citizenship, uh, especially from the northern borders. Uh, we have borders with Cameroon, we have borders with, uh, with, 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 with Chad, we have borders with, with uh, Benin Republic, as you said. And if you go, truly, yes, cultural affinities are very strong between this. Because if you go to Obodukatu Ranch, for example, and it's just about five kilometers you're overlooking Cameroon. But you don't see the kind of uh, camaraderie. And yes, you don't see that kind of uh, so much. Uh, Thoughts that uh, because he's my brother across the border, he can do what he wants to do over here and goes back and do what he wants to do. Mm. You, you can't, Nigerians cannot move into Cameroon freely like At that. All. And Cameroonians cannot. All. I remembered in the year 1999 exactly, I was traveling with a friend. Uh, he's a Biram. But by the time we, we got into a bus, we are going into Calabar. He was profiled and removed as a Cameroonian. Mm. Yes. They, all of us were asked to come down of the but he was the only one singled and interrogated as a Cameroonian. So the borders were a bit tight. Those were on the Nigerian side. So the borders were tight. I wasn't. Then why is the borders not tight on the northern borders? 
We saw when the president closed the borders uh, exactly. so that we could, we would uh, exactly. uh, grow our and own you, rice you and can food. Find out that if you cross, let, why wouldn't you? Why didn't we cross the borders on the Niger part? There's nothing. If they close the Nigerian borders, there's nothing we will lose out. But you can be sure that we will lose out a lot on the Kot the Cotonou border and the Benin and the Togo border because there are a sea there and there's so a lot of So then, why the concentration so, on Niger? Is so there something we're missing? The issue yes, I agree there is cultural affinity, but whether we like it, whether the borders are artificial or not, they have been created and they must be respected. Or else, why did we, even within the country, decide to say there is this state and that other state mm. and we create borders? Why mm. is it that if we don't maintain those borders, there are conflicts yeah. and there are fights? So these are issues. The fact that, okay, between, uh, for example, between uh, was, uh, Kanam and, and Toru, and part of Toru, uh, sorry, Al-Kaleri local government, it, 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 we say there is a border. But you know it is Jar people that cut across Al-Kaleri, the... the, the the, the game reserve area into Kanam. They are the same tribe, but you have created borders and said these people belong to Bauchi State and these other people belong to Plateau. Hmm. And if you decide to say no today, there will be fight. Hmm. So these are the things we are saying. So I, I don't see, just as Comrade has rightly said, there is a mischief. There is a mischief about the fact that you, and this is also part of, that's why I told you that I don't agree totally with the, 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 the registration uh, the population in terms of INEC registration in the in the in the, in the, in the north send the north uh, the northwest because I suspect there's the influx of non-Nigerians who have come to register in Nigeria so what for do, this purpose. Do you of see election. a solution to this? Like, um, should we should there be some kind of rejigging where perhaps they send southerners to these borders? Would would it make it would it be better? I don't know. So, some solution. No, I, I don't think we should send southerners because as soon as you begin to do that, you begin to make it as if it's a war. Mm. But it's not a war. Well, but if we all those agree, who are manning those borders yes, if are we, not doing if their we, jobs. If we all agree that because heads will not roll. Yes, if Kujé prison can be attacked and heads didn't roll, then I don't think the borders will be secured any more secure than it is. Exactly. At the that's what. If we agree that this is our country and we want it to work, mm. then we must do things that make it work. Exactly. For example, when. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the last president of the U.S. came into power. What did he see? Even before he came into power, he kept telling uh, the Mexicans that you will pay for the border I will build. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. So we, we, why can't we build the border if that part, part of the, is that part of the country is a problem? Why well, can't do you think we build building the border? the border is the problem, or just letting it's, people it's in? It's part. It's part of it's, it's the a solution. solution, not not the problem, but part of the solution. That look, if we start, let let's concentrate. If that is where there are issues, are let's concentrate in maintaining it. Let's get the right border security and maintain the place. And if, of course, as you really say, if there are some people who are compromising the border, let's get people who will not compromise the border and ensure that that border... Because border management takes a lot of efforts. It's not only uh, immigration. You will have soldiers, you have police, you have patrols, you have uh, technology, uh, surveillance, and so many things. If you really want to keep your country safe. safe. Knowing fully well that this is the route that if you, if you just, it was in the news just recently that one of the kingpins that supplies AK-47 into Nigeria is living in Niger. So what have we done about that? If we know this is the... Because our government have even alluded to the fact that most of the weapons that have come into Nigeria came through uh, from Libya, 
significantly came from Libya. But which part did they follow? They Northern followed Nigeria. Nigeria. They followed the Niger border and came into Nigeria. Hmm. So we we do know we do know the problems. It's we just do. solving the problem exactly. that continually and remains an issue that we cannot seem to. And fathom. whether we are committed and truthful to that solutions. Indeed. All right. So let's turn our attention. I mean, Nigeria and Kenya also have a lot in common, but hopefully <laughs> we won't be letting <laughs> Kenyans through our borders, and they won't be letting Nigerians through our borders that easily. And um, a, uh, an election was just concluded, as we're just looking forward to ours, and. Um, uh, we, we saw how the vote went, you know, and one good thing, one interesting thing that happened was a diaspora voting, uh, you know, happened as well. I mean, can you believe that? We think it's impossible here, but then again, we can argue that uh, our population, the number is not the same. Well, um, Williams Ruto has been declared the winner after he narrowly scaled through with 50.49% to defeat his closest rival, rival, Raila Odinga, the opposition leader who scored 48.85 like it's really really a close margin you know of the total vote cast now nevertheless election has come and gone but what is the focus right now uh, what really happened during uh, the process and in the entire process um, as uh, an ICT expert as an advocate for good governance uh, my, my, my guest in the studio what is your observation what are the takeaways from that election and what can we add you know going forward to, uh, to our own 2023 elections as well? Or yeah. what can we take away? From what can the, we glean? From the ICT perspective, I would say Kenya, mm. it's a bit ahead of Nigeria. True. Mm. Yep. True. Even though they are not largely bigger than Nigeria, but they have been a bit in, in, in that uh, stage quite a long time. And then secondly, that is where they are able to be able to do diaspora election because mm. of the technology. And then secondly, they are able to do that because they have been able to establish who exactly as are their citizens. <laughs> so that, these are very important uh, parameters that was able to make them do that. We are already talking about Nigerians uh, coming even physically to vote. If you decide to open that floodgates, that uh, diaspora will vote. Uh, I can assure you half of Niger will vote as diasporans of Nigerian diasporans. So, so we're not ready? We are not ready for okay. that. I can assure you of that, except when we are truthful. But also, the takeaways is that uh, I, I saw something very funny playing out. I saw four people out of the seven people in charge of the electoral, uh, the, the Kenya electoral, not agreeing. Not accepting with the result. While well, I'm waiting to see what plays out, mm. because the vice chair was leading the other four to say that we 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 do not own this result. We do not agree with these results. Um, but of course, if you look at it and if you look at the history of the two contenders, you will really see that yes, it's go it was from the very beginning it was going to be a tight race, and it was likely going to be Ruto because Ruto is a nobody. Mm. If I will use that word. Raila was the son of the first vice president of Kenya. So he is in a political dynasty. So there is also a bit of silent revolution within the Kenyan population to deal away with the old cargos. True, mm. true. The Raila's and the, and the, and the, Kenyatas. the Kenyatas. Because oh. I was in Nairobi some years back and a significant portion of the, con the, the, the capital itself is owned by the Kenyatas. Hmm. True, yes. True. So 
you, you can see, so there's an order. There's a silent revolution, which mm, I like. Mm. That they are, okay, let's see. Let's let's begin to kill this dynasty. So what can we what can we take from that? This one point you've just made. Yes, so, so if, if that's why I kept telling people that if if we want to do a revolution in Jari, to, to deal with the leaders that we think are bad, sometimes it's not about the noise. It's not but about it's, protest. It's, it's, it's not about it's anything. It's about being strategic mm. and being committed to that strategy to ensure that silently you can deal with everything and everybody that is standing in your way. Hmm. Because sometimes shouting, you tell your enemy your strategies. So it is important also, because we can begin to see, it is imagined in Nigeria. There are quite a number of governors whose children are now imagined as gubernatorial yes. candidates, senatorial candidates, mm. house of rest candidates, and so on and so forth. I'm not saying it's bad. No, but let's be I'm aware, and if that's not what we want yes. as Nigerians, we can yeah. begin to nip it. So let's be aware. Exactly. To it. So people should need to know that it is imagined that uh, a dynasty is being built, mm. which is good if the dynasties are good. Mm, like <laughs> the, the Bush? The dynasties are good. Also? But exactly. Like the Kennedys. Mm. But when the dynasties are no good, then we should deal away with the dynasty. It's not going to be violent, All right. but we can silently handle it. We'll, One last thing, let me say, mm. is that we cannot agree to publisher wait until six days before our results are out in nigeria we mm. can't copy that <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> so uh, we can't copy that something would have a lot a lot would have happened well we'll get your own points let's open the phone lines comrade okay. Baku. we'll get your own points when we open the phone lines let's get your thoughts on what we've discussed so far looking at 2023 general elections looking at the data that's come out regions and states and the number of those who have voted and uh, what we'll do going forward zero nine zero five five six in four places nine nine zero nine zero five Nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Your name, your location, and please make your comments brief. Good morning and welcome. Good morning, Jerry. Thank you for joining us. Chukwu is calling from Nigeria. Okay. Yes, um, I want to ask a guest honestly because there is a certain revelations I I stumbled across in the social media, uh, in the Facebook precisely. We are um PVCs, PVCs, different PVCs, the card in their hundreds, in thousands. You know, someone inside the gutter. People that was asked to, people that was asked to bring these gutters, to clean the gutter, saw these um, PVCs in a bag, in a, in a sack, if you could imagine, in a sack, and then um, they removed. A lot of things I saw there, a lot of things I saw there. Uh, in fact, the pictures I see here, uh, I, can, I can actually share it on the social media too. Uh, a lot of pictures I saw there were from the South, people live from the South. So please, if people have actually come out in their monthly, abandoning what they're doing to go and register, and uh, they are expected to collect the PVCs. And these PVCs, unfortunately, are found inside the gutter. What do we do? And what is the way? And is it also a sabotage? Is it also a sabotage against the Southern All right. Um, uh, uh, Thank you so much. We appreciate your comment. I think we quite get that. I'll just take note of it. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. We are your guests. It's Radio Mamadou now calling for lunch. Mm. I want to look at this, uh, part of what your guests are saying about this INEC issue. You know that I met, there was a time one of their staff was on, on radio, Radio Nigeria, and I phoned him and I confronted them about this idea of registering on the age voters, especially in the north, mm. especially the whole north. And he told us on radio, he said, please and please, people should forgive us, that they don't have any choice. That if they, they stop registering them there, that they will burn up the place, they will kill them, you know, that is, they will kill them, they are not safe. So, so what, 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 what they are trying to do is to register them, and after what they are doing, they clean up. They will remove their name. So for how long will we continue like this? But people think they are the law. Then for President Buhari's statement that uh, porous, uh, uh, that borders with them is artificial. That goes to show that even this porous, uh, we're talking about the porous, is deliberate. 
So let us shine our eyes, get the leaders that will actually rule this country the way it should be ruled, and not, uh, I mean, on basis of religion or ethnicity or tribe. God bless you. Let's not give up on these countries. I get better. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much Radio Mama. Zero nine zero five five six in four places nine nine. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. Welcome. Yes, I'm Joseph calling from Badinkwa. Let's talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zoe, what your analyst just said? They said they 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 they, they, they said the writing about our borders. I don't understand. Let's be honest. The the, 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 the the truth the, the, the truth with this our nation is that we don't when we speak the truth they say maybe you are maybe siding one side or you are not speaking you don't want unity or something. Our northern borders are so porous. Do you know here in Jos around Dadikwa go and see so many of these Chadians, Nigerians, and you will see them doing behaving like if they are Nigerians. Once, if they are from the other side or they join you in their religion or anything, they are good to go. The, uh, the last time I was just wanted to just go to a, to Chad. Do you know that it was so difficult I couldn't enter Chad? Just ordinary Chad. But you see them coming to Nigeria. Anyhow, coming so, to so why Kuma, couldn't you enter Chad? What was the reason? Man, they, 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 say my, they say I don't have the necessary document, my complete documents. They say I don't have the necessary documents. Men, those they are gendarme or what do they call them? Those they are police. In fact, if you see the way they scrutinize some of us, men, it was so terrible. And you but wonder how those that you see around manage to get in because you, you know they're not educated, at least from the kind of jobs they do. Sewing. They are sewing clothes, all those things, doing selling at first gates, doing so many things, doing their business, and they will suppress you. You that they are, you are Nigerian, they will suppress you. And we don't want to talk to you anyhow and mess you up. Man, our northern borders, let's just say the truth, our northern borders are so porous. That is why we are having these issues. Go Thank you so borders. much. We appreciate you your input. Thank you. Thank you indeed. 90 in four places, 99-090-988-48848. And you can also contribute in this conversation on the program on facebook.com forward slash jfmjoss instagram and twitter at jfmjoss good morning good morning welcome thank you so very much this is comrade marambulus mandiu calling you from therefore in focus go right ahead the issue of you know, the issue of incongruency when it comes to what you know let me tell you something now no, should, uh, Nigerians and the, uh, the elected and the politicians should begin to know that if you don't do well, in fact, the elector will do you anyhow. That's just the truth about what now happens after five in Kenyan elections. Because they are complaining of hardship, complaining of high inflation rates. The economy is very bad. And who in Kenyatta? Uh, went to some uh, ahead to support uh, uh, the opposition leader that they have been a rival for so long. Mm. It's quite unfortunate. I pity no Raila Odinga because I know that I, I see it coming that no, Please kindly wrap up Raila your thoughts. Odinga will not make it. Please kindly wrap up your thoughts. Yes. 
All right. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. I think we can jump back to the conversation. We have other issues to deal with in this uh, few, in about 20 more minutes that we have left. Okay, so let's go with maybe some of the observations you made from the callers, and then we'll get your own take uh, concerning how you viewed the election. Comrade. All right. Uh, let me say this, that uh, the fact that um, PVCs were gotten on the gutters, in the gutters, um, is really of concern. Hmm. And let me put this to INEC that if something like that really happened, then they need to double check. Let them try and get information concerning that and so that they can really address that issue uh, urgently. And I want to say this, that people who have registered, INEC should try its best to see that their PVC are being um, printed so that they can get their PVCs and get ready to vote in 2023 elections. Because if you look at um, what the caller said, it is like, um, to him, it is a deliberate effort to disenfranchise some people, which is very bad. And, and since someone has taken his time or her time to go to the, to, the, to the registration center to go and register, it is very important and uh, it's very important for INEC to get uh, the voters card of those people and then give it to them so that they can be able to participate in the electoral, mm. in, the, in the voting process, All which right. is very important. M Mr. Daniel Yakmut. Your observation? Yeah, I, I think um, one more very important thing Nigerians need to know is you should be able to keep information on yourself very, very closely. What am I saying? You, you, even if I don't have a PVC today, I will always track how I will get my visit. So if they decide to dump the PVC in a gutter, let the citizen insist. If you have your... Uh, uh, ID or a number of sleep, you must go back and INEC is mandated to reprint a PVC for you as long as you didn't lose it. So, it's either INEC decides to be vo more diligent in how those PVCs are distributed or they should be ready to spend more money printing more PVCs. Because as far as, 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 as I'm concerned as a citizen, I will not agree and I will not accept the fact that my PVC will be missing. Hmm. I mean, so, but you, you wonder again what would make that amount of PVCs. And in the gutter, let's, let's assume INEC needed to get rid of PVCs. I'm not sure that's the right so, way to go But my that. question is, who, who are the staff of, PV, uh, of, of INEC in those locations where those PVs were? Mm. Were they people from... Because let's, let's, let's begin to even look at conspiracy here. Is it people that came from another part of the country who are working in INEC office and wants to deny the people from that part? Is that the question you ask? Or is it the people of that same part of the country that decide to deny their own people of their own civic rights by dumping those PVCs in the gutter? So there are a lot of conspiracy questions that need to be answered. But I can assure you that the citizens need to also be very, very vigilant. I, I will want to wonder why they have allowed even their PVCs to stay that long. Was it that they went to INEC office and INEC said the PVCs were not ready and that's why they couldn't go back? Because if you take this very seriously, then you must go at INEC consistently until they give you your PVCs. Hmm. Well, it's the same country that um, missing 17.1 billion naira. NSTF says termites ate up vouchers. <laughs> No documents to back up transfers. So 
um, well, we'll, we'll continue to be awake. And another thing that one of the callers said was um, power of incumbency. And if you don't do well, the electorate will respond. And my question is, you know, has the electorate made it clear th that if we have poor governance, poor leadership, that we will respond? Or is this the first time we really will be trying to respond? Okay, let me say, um, looking at the Kenyan's presidential election and the election that just took, other elections that just, that just took place, um, it has um, revealed us to the fact that Kenyan politi uh, politics is personality-driven, mm. not political party-driven. Mm. And if you look at it critically, um, Uhuru Kenyatta was in support of Reila Odinga. <coughs> you get uh, but he was, he was his political foe in the past, critically if you look at it. Because um, at some point, um, Uhuru Kenyatta was the deputy prime minister of Reila Odinga. But somewhere along the line, there was a kind of um, misunderstanding between them. And, and even in, at, at some point, this uh, Reila Odinga has contested for the presidency. This is the fifth time yeah. that he has been unsuccessful. Uh, and, and so there is a misunderstanding between William Rutu and his principal. And, and if you look at the, the pattern of the election now, the sitting president is supporting Rela Odinga. But the people, because of the kind of campaign Rutu did, you know his campaign was basically based on, based on the fact that he's looking at a situation where he can better the lives of the people at the grassroots. He called his own campaign approach the bottom-up economic model to empower the people. Mm. And so the people believe so much in what he was saying mm. because he has been part of this government. He has been uh, a deputy president for the past eight years now. And then they believe that he knows about their problems. And his bottom-up economic model is something that they bought into. And they believe that with him, there will be a kind of, um, a kind of uh, reactivation of the economy he can steer the activities of the nation and take the nation to greater height. And let me say this again. And if you look at up to today, um, Odinga has not uh, accepted the, the result because his spokesperson said the election, uh, that the declaration is invalid. And just as my, my ICT expert here said, um, they said four among the commissioners, you know, they call their own electoral empire, they call, they call them independent uh, electoral and boundaries commission, mm -hmm. right? About four of those commissioners have not accepted the result out of seven. So already mm -hmm. the spokesperson of Odinga is saying the result is invalid. Mm -hmm. But then um, William Ruto has already been declared the winner of the election. H having met the, the, the requirement, he has gone even above the 50% because in their own presidential election, you must have at least 50%. If you have 49.9%, mm. you will not be declared the president. And within even, if, even if the next person has l l less than you. Less than you. If you don't have 50%, you will not be declared president. Mm. That is their, their constitution. So then what happens? There will be, be a runoff between you and the second highest. Mm. That is what they do. Within 60 days, there will be a runoff. I mean, we have a lot in common. You know, they also have one of the highest paid legislators in the world. But then it looks yeah. like yeah. still something is working but, for them. But, but as our ICT expert here said, in terms of democracy, they have one of the vibrant democracies in Africa. Mm. And that is the truth. You mentioned something. Even people in the prison voted in this Those election. Those in diaspora yes, voted. About, yes, about 5,000 and something people voted from mm. the prisons. 
And then about 10,444 people voted from the diaspora. So you can imagine that, okay, okay. You can imagine that um, they, they even have the electronic, their voting system is the electronic system of voting. Because during the last election that held, was, was it in 20, 2018 or 2017, mm -hmm. there was manipulation in the manual mm -hmm. electoral system. You understand? They now changed their method of election completely into electronic system of voting. And that is what I want to see in Nigeria today. Okay, because Mm. Okay. We need and, to wrap up quick. Okay. And still, if you notice it again, their level of involvement today in, in their counties, they call, they, counties, they call their yeah. state counties, mm. right? They have like three governors. Mm. But in this election, in the next dispensation, we're going to have about seven women. That is to tell you the level of participation of mm. women also in politics Wonderful. in Kenya. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. Um, uh, Mr. Daniel Yakmut, as an ICT expert now, uh, with the technology that we have introduced to our election as an ict expert what, do you see this do you do you do you believe to an extent and let's say out of 100 50 60 percent how credible with these elections be will our votes really count because we have to put in these factors we're talking about those coming in through the borders um on the age registers and all of that so let's just say nigerians decide okay we want to go cast this vote will this vote really count yeah, I can tell you can that. Can this technology not be manipulated? And if it can, to what extent? Because maybe the new people who will be sought after after this election will now be ICT experts. Yeah, I can tell you that beavers, the introduction of beavers into the electoral system of Nigeria is, is a plus. Mm. And uh, it has brought some level of transparency. But less, we are going to test beavers in the, in the mass election because mm. the, the pockets of election... Yeah, beavers have shown Easy that the voters, the vote, the votes counted. But let's see whether it will count in a mass election mm -hmm. where INEX uh, attention is is divided in several locations. Let's see how that performs. But let me tell you also, I can confidently tell you it will count in some sections of Nigeria, but it won't count in some sections. Oh dear, dear. Yes, that that's that's a typical Nigerian. Uh, that's how the, the setup is. Where do you think it will count and where do you think it will I not count? I can tell you that it will not count in the southwest. In the, sorry, northwest. Why? It, well, we have our reasons. I don't want to, to say some things that I will look as if I'm profiling mm -hmm, some people. Mm -hmm. But I can assure you that in 2019, we had, we had a situation whereby in the northeast, people were asked to stay at home and voting took place. We have videos, evidence of that, but nobody said anything about it. Hmm. People were asked to stay at home. One person voted all for right. a party. Comrade, so that, that's the situation. So all, move. all right. Um, with the introduction of beavers, let me, let me really commend the, the INEC boss, uh, Professor Yakubu Mahmoud. Um, I monitored the elections um, that took place on the 26th of February, 2022, at um, Just North Ambassador. And let me tell you, the beavers is very effective, and mm. we want to see how effect, more effective, effective it, it can be, be because it has reduced rigging to about 80%. Oh, great. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, so yeah. let's wrap it up on this note now. The Independent National Electoral Commission, INEC, says all Progressives Congress APC has no candidate for Yobe North, which we know that has a lot to do with Lawan, the Senate President and Bom Northwest Senatorial District. Senate President Ahmed Lawan, who represents Yobe North, is battling to get the party's ticket after losing the APC presidential primary on 
On the other hand, a former Akwaibom governor, Godzilla Pabio, is also in a tussle to get the ruling party's ticket to run for Akwaibom Northwest senatorial seat. Akwaibom has also, sorry, Akwaibio has also vied for the APC presidential race. But INEX National Commissioner Festus Okoye said the electoral body does not recognize any APC candidate for both senatorial zones. Yeah, what happened here is that there was, there was primaries and there were candidates. Yeah. And a report was submitted. But you see, the problem is APC refused to submit those names because the party is still going to be the one to upload those candidates to the INEC portal. So that is the stalemate here. It's APC that is creating the stalemate. They refuse to post the name of the authentic people. They are still insisting to do a backdoor entry with uh, Lawan and uh, Aquabio. But it tell, just tells you the greed of Nigerians. What is Aquabio still wanting to do? So he has what, been what a governor people for in these constituencies do? No, it's let oh, them deal nothing. with APC. Let them forget about APC. Let them throw out APC out of the window. Because they, even those in APC, if I'm a APC member in that state, I will agitate against the party itself. Because it's the party that is denying them of having candidates. It's not INEC's responsibility to upload uh, candidates. So, in this regard, INEC is right if he says there is no candidate. Because they have looked at the portal and there is no posting. So what can IPAC do, the Inter-Party Advisory Council, or what can INEC do? There's nothing they can no, do. It there's just nothing depends they can on the party. do. If the party decides not to post a candidate, that's mm. different. So it is within the party now that the struggle should be. The so people if it, it's, who it's like if, you can't, if, if I can't have it, nobody will have it. Exactly. That is what Lawan and uh, Aquabio are doing to their people. Mm. Mm. Well, let's, get, let's go to our feedback handle on Facebook and on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash JFMJOS, Twitter at JFMJOS. And uh, let's see what comments uh, you have dropped right there for us. All right. And the, don't forget the phone lines also are open. Facebook, uh, sorry, 0905564 in four places, 99. Nine. All right, let's start at the bottom here. And uh, Ice King says, uh, INEC knows who is winning next presidential election. INEC is Nigeria's problem. Okay, well, that's coming from Ice King. I do hope INEC is listening and uh, trying to put people's fears to rest. But I, I, I'm not sure if INEC is Nigeria's problem, really. Perhaps those participating political parties need to call themselves to order. Mark Orim says, God is faithful and has made a way for William Ruto. Even when Uhuru Kenyatta walked against him, I'm sure Africa will surely get things right very soon indeed. It is very hopeful. We pray for peaceful elections come 2023, says Nimhal Esther. Joel Joseph says, information they say is power. I remember people calling Ruto a social media president against a sitting president. The word impossible doesn't exist without possible. If we are ready to make the right move, Nigeria will be great again. Vote wisely. Ishaku is saying, good morning, Zoe. It's obvious how long it took for before registration. The Yobe North senatorial seat should be far beyond Allowan. He should better finish and stay in Abuja. Kawe, Ruto is a peaceful fellow. Ayodele says, INEC shouldn't rob themselves in the mud by bowing to pressure from this politician. Stay focused for 2023. He says, hashtag love JFM. Victor Barge says, the INEC should please reopen the voters registration because there's a lot of people out there that are yet to register. And congratulations to Kenyans for the successful election. Yang Thimoti is saying, congratulations to the newly elected Kenyan president. I pray 2023 Nigeria's election should be a true reflection of of the masses. All right, gentlemen, let's get your last words in 30 seconds each, if possible. Let's start with you, Mr. Daniel Yakmut. Well, I, I think uh, people should be active in, in, in participating in politics because if that is how we are going to be governed, then we should be responsible in ensuring that we get the right people to govern us by doing all that we need to do 
in terms of getting our voters uh, being registered as a voter, getting the right documents for the voting, and also going to vote because uh, that is also an issue. Some people get the document just for getting its sake and never go to vote. They should go and vote and also look at issues, not sentiments, and vote wisely. Mm, all right. Comrade Bako, or should I remove Comrade? Friday Bako. <laughs> all right, Mr. Friday Bako. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much. Um, I want to call on the citizens of Nigeria to make sure that they participate fully and they get involved in the political system. And let them also make sure that they get their PVCs and make sure they go out to vote because it is one thing to just go and register, go to register for your PVC and it's another thing for you to vote during the election. Because voting will give you the opportunity to have a voice in who will govern you. Because whether you like it or not, if you don't go to vote, and the fact is that you're already giving room for somebody you don't even want. Maybe the person that will emerge at the end of the day is a person that you don't want. So it is important for the people, most importantly the youth who form majority of the voters' strength in Nigeria to go vote and make sure that their vote count. Very important. Thank you very much. All right, indeed. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for your time on the program this morning. I want to say a big thank you to you. Uh, Mr. Daniel Yakmut, uh, you're an ICT consultant, social activist, community development advocate, and also to you, Friday Bako, youth activist and social media influencer. Thank you so much, gentlemen. If you've enjoyed the Thank program, you. keep a date with me again. We will do this again tomorrow, give you more information, entertainment, and education to help you make better informed decisions. I'm Zoe Machunga. Good morning, and keep listening to J101.9 FM. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 